Welcome to Sorry yeah. Guys Did When I Speak. Welcome. I am Daddy McDook and I'm joined by Dr. Hoji Dr. Esmoji. And today we have, uh, we were going to talk about divider receivers and, yeah. you know, how, sorting all of that out, what it's going to look like, you know. Yeah, one, one, probably target. one of the best receiving cores coming into the season, really. With lots to talk Absolutely. about, lots of excitement. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we had very terrible, unfortunate, sad news today. The yeah. passing of Bengals legend Ken Riley. Yeah. And uh, this guy, I mean, if you don't know about him, uh, I mean, you should look him up. He was incredible. I mean, uh, he, he, 65. He's, yeah, he's in the Daddy and Hoji Hall of Fame, even if he didn't make it to the NFL Hall of Fame. Well, that's, that's way more elite, you know, very, uh, yeah, very difficult to get into. He had 65 career interceptions. Uh, and, you know, he had a great season, nine, nine interceptions in 1976, 141 return yards, which wow. is third all time. But this is the thing about the guy. He was consistently great. He had eight interceptions his final year at age 36, and he was first-team All-Pro in his final year. I mean, this guy could have kept going, yeah. you know? And he was clutch in the postseason. He had uh, three interceptions in seven games. And he was a quarterback at Texas A&M. Wow. And Paul Brown converted him to... Uh, corner, you know, I mean, you can think about, you know, at the time, the the kind of uh, this, the, the kind of uh, prejudices towards, uh, towards towards black quarterbacks, and who knows what his career would have looked like if he got that chance, obviously. But he was a smart player as a former quarterback. He took notes on receivers and he used that to intercept quarterbacks later on. Yeah, so, you're quite you're quite the fan, and I am too. And and yeah. and by the way, uh, this goes in with with the, with the whole Kenny Anderson topic. Look at this poor man. He passed away without being in the Hall of Fame. He deserved to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame. And it's anti-Bengalism. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least Ken Anderson got to be on the show. I wanted to bring Ken Riley on, but well, Ken's going to get in soon because we're yeah. making a push. We've made a concerted effort to get him on the yeah. on, on, oh, yeah. in the Hall of Fame. And when Daddy and Hoji say they're going to do something, they're going to do something. We will. Yeah. Yeah. But but we have a very special guest to talk yeah. about Ken Riley. And the wide receivers. I'm talking about James Rapine. The one and only. Cincinnati's own. Yeah. Yeah. Sports Illustrated, which I love, by the way. Great magazine. James is here. And let's bring him on. Yeah. James, thank you so much for joining us. There he is. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Good to to talk to you. Good to meet you, sir. Yes. Yes. We're very good. We're very good. James, you had a... a, Well, tell me your impressions and your memories of... I know you're too young to watch him live, but I, I know you've covered him and read about him and... Watch this film about Ken Riley. I don't blame you for saying it's it's anti-Bengal, right? He should be in the Hall of Fame. You look at his numbers, the 65 interceptions that you mentioned, fifth in NFL history. He has more interceptions than Ed Reed, right? There's no debate on whether or not Ed Reed should be a Hall of Famer. Why is there a debate here with Ken Riley? Uh, he, he played in the Freezer Bowl, helped the Bengals get to a Super Bowl in 1981, was a three-time All-Pro a one-time first-team All-Pro in 83, his final season, like you mentioned. So the accolades are there. And the crazy part about him, 15 years playing at a high level. How many players can do that in any era? And he did it in an extremely physical era that uh, that, that was tough to play in. And, and here's the other thing, guys. He had at least three interceptions in 12 of his 15 years. So he was durable. Uh, he, he, he was extremely, extremely consistent. And he had all the accolades in the final numbers that you look for to be to get him in the Hall of Fame. I hope he gets in still, but it's a it's a damn shame he couldn't wear that gold jacket in person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It, it is yeah. a shame. Yeah. So, so do, I, I mean, I know it's very early. Do we know anything about the the cause of of this? That it is very sad, and we're all trying to cope with it. I, 
Yeah, I, I haven't heard. I know he was at his home, uh, surrounded by his loved ones in Florida, but I, I'm not sure on the cause. When? Okay. When? Okay. Yeah. Very when? sad. We'll, so, keep, so. we'll keep everybody updated on that. Yes. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, you. Well, I was going to say, James, uh, moving on to receivers, you wrote a very fascinating piece uh, John, about John Ross, and I know you've been a big fan of John Ross, and I have too. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't want the Bengals to draft him. Uh, I didn't because I didn't. It didn't Mm -hmm. seem like a a Bengals type pick because the kind of the Ferrari type players. You know, I didn't think we don't have the best history with managing injuries. Well, just be straight with it, Daddyo. Andy Dalton didn't have the arm to 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 get the ball that fast downfield to a John Ross. It was a bad match. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know James is gonna like that one. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, yeah, it's it's true. I mean, last year we saw it, even when Ross stayed healthy, yeah. that it wasn't necessarily a great match, right? And there was off-target passes, and that you know Ross has a lot of flaws, but Andy Dalton didn't set him up for success necessarily. No, uh, and Marvin Lewis sure as hell didn't in his first couple of years. So I'm with you guys there. Yeah, yeah, it's a real shame. I, I think that there is some potential in Ross, and I, I personally, I, I like to push back against the whole. Uh, narrative that if someone's injury prone, that that's necessarily such a big deal. Because well, if, if you get John Ross playing at his full potential and he plays three fourths or even half the games, you have enough receiving talent on, uh, on the team that they can make up for it. He can be an explosive factor if you save him for the playoffs and you do other things with him. You got to be, you have to be strategic with a player like that, like they were with Ifart. Uh, I, yeah, Tyler Ifart. Yeah. Yep, you, you do. And I think that's kind of what they're planning on. Yeah. They drafted T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is going to get significant snaps this year. Oh, yeah. Obviously, A.J. Green comes back, Tyler Boyd, uh, Auden Tate. So, and then and Ross compliments them well. He so I, I think that they're going to try to maximize his efficiency, right? He doesn't need yeah. 12 targets to make an impact. He well, can make a, a game-changing play with three targets and two handoffs. Exactly. So I, I think they're going to try to put him in a position to succeed this year for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just want to say one thing. Hoji, you said, you know, he could still develop into an impact. I mean, this guy, John Ross, uh, last year, the first two games, he was like the top receiver in fantasy, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was on fire. We know his potential, and it is as high as anybody's potential, to be honest with you. I now, think I mean, he's a lot like a, a Deshaun Jackson, right, who, who is his, one of his mentors uh, and has dealt with plenty of injuries. Now, has Ross dealt with more injuries early in his career than Deshaun did? Yes. But does he have the skill set and the physical tools and, and everything necessary to succeed at the NFL level? Absolutely. I, I think there's a reason TJ Hushmanzada has worked out with him as much as he has because he believes in him. So if he could stay healthy this year, I think with that, Zach Taylor's offensive system, Joe Burrow, not Andy Dalton, I think Ross could have a, a big year and show Bengals fans why he was picked where he was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the thing about the injuries, right? Uh-huh. Um, my hope is sometimes players, they, they just kind of, they have the injuries early on and then they get to a point where the injuries just stop. And that can be from their preparation. It can be from, you know, getting stronger. And you talked about some of the things Ross is doing. Uh, like he has, he has the masseuse. He has the, mm-hmm. he has the trainer. He's the Olympic yeah. trainer. There's a lot of people training him. I think back to the speed guys that had very long careers because the thing about speed is you can – stay an elite athlete for very long. You know, I think of Joey Galloway. You know, he had the injuries early on, the torn ACL, whatever, he was out for two years. And he played until 40, basically. And he was pretty good. You know, or, or Daryl Green. You know, these type of guys. Well, I mean, when You're, you look... Yeah, go ahead. 
Please, James. You're right. You're right. I mean, that that and that's the thing is I think John knows he's got to do certain take certain steps and do certain things and see multiple doctors and invest money into his body to try to stay healthy. Last year, the injury against Pittsburgh, I'll say it, it's it's a a freak injury, right? It, it, this wasn't an ACL or a knee or a hamstring. This was he just landed awkwardly and right on that shoulder and, and it just broke the, the the in an awful way, right? So um, I, I don't think that was necessarily uh, his fault, but he needs to make sure he's as finely tuned as possible to avoid any hamstrings, any knees, any, any kind of pulls or things like that. He, he's had a groin injury. All those things, all those soft tissue things, he needs to avoid them because you, you guys compared him to a Ferrari, and it's true. I mean, yeah. and it, you, you don't want a Ferrari to uh, have a flat tire or have anything wrong with it because if it does, it ain't no. getting 100 miles an hour, and that's right. what he can do. Right. And I can tell you as someone who has had a Ferrari back in the 80s, I had a Ferrari. You drive that thing over a bump and you got to take it to the mechanic. And that and that's the thing about about John Ross is let's be let's be blunt. There are two types of bodies. There's a sprinter's body and there is an NFL body. And I think the concern with John Ross is that the body, John Ross's very body is a sprinter's runner's body. It's, it's a small it, like if you just put him side by side with someone like T. Higgins and you look at just the difference in the physique. They look different. They look very different body types here. And I think that's the concern with John Ross getting hurt. And I do think he's always going to be accident prone because of that. It, his strength is his weakness. The speed is related. The body type is related to why he's hurt. I think a lot of fans would agree with you. I, I don't know if I can say that yet. Right. Okay, we, we need to see. Well, we, we need to see if that's a continuation, because what if he yeah. does? reinvent himself here and have 800 yards this year. And then if the Bengals let him go, he signs elsewhere and, and stays healthy and he becomes the next Deshaun Jackson. Like Maybe, he, has, yeah. he has that skill set. Maybe. And so yeah. it, it's just a matter you know, of staying healthy. Well, I, I, and I if I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. If I were, if I were on the Bengals staff and I've applied every year and it's still not there, uh, the Bengals coaching staff, that's okay. You don't need me. I don't need you. That's fine. But if I were there, I would have some suggestions. One, he's got, to, I mean, there's got to be, I don't know if they're doing enough weight training. Maybe they are. Get bigger, get bulkier. Number two, turmeric. Is he taking turmeric? Is he using natural supplements? Ginseng. Ginseng creates stamina. It gets a person's muscles going. It, are, is he using, because these are not considered doping. You can use turmeric and ginseng and, and you will not, they will not be picked up on any tests. You got to change the diet. You got to get bigger. Well, yeah. he is bigger. I, I mean, he's. For those who don't know, like John Ross is thicker than Tyler Boyd. I mean, from a, a from a muscle standpoint, wow. yeah. I mean, but but, it, but but it's it's different because you know one's you know John is is closer to Geo than people realize from a, an arm standpoint, but you know in a muscle standpoint. Uh, so, yeah, but but he's also dealt with injuries, and so if you yeah. call him injury prone, you know, admit it, it's it's kind of true. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a muscle thing. Yeah, the vitamins I mean, and been, the supplements thing is that's a, a good point. And I'm not sure. I didn't ask him about specific supplements, yeah. but I, I do wonder what he's taking and what the, the Olympic trainer and the doctor and the masseuse that he's seeing regularly every week, what, what they're doing to make sure he stays healthy and he's ready to go. Well, thank you for saying that, James. I'm very into supplements. And I tell you, turmeric is an anti-inflammatory anti and, and it creates greater capacity for the muscles uh, to, to absorb antioxidants. But Daddy, why don't you go ahead and you were going to say something. I should probably take that. You should every I'm morning. I'm going to get a little, a little more good. sore, man. Yeah. Well, well I mean, he's the, one, he's the one talking the talk, Hoji over here. But, I mean, James, you look in much better shape, you know, than me. Than, than Hoji, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. He's James, the doctor. You know, I'm, I'm not I, a doctor. Yeah, we, have no idea, we have no idea what he's a doctor of, just for the record. An honorary <laughs> PhD. For yeah, honorary, yeah. 
So here's the thing, James. Um, you we talked about a quarterback not being Andy Dalton, but Joe Burrow specifically is very suited for a guy like John Ross, in my opinion, because uh, Joe Burrow is very smart. He leads receivers with the ball. He can improvise. He can buy time. And John Ross is the guy, when you buy time, he's going to make the big plays. And we saw a few times last year when Andy Dalton and John Ross were not on the same page is because John Ross was running free, maybe not the designed play. And Andy, Ross, Andy Dalton just doesn't have that ability. But no. Joe Burrow has that more than even other good QBs, most good QBs. There, there, there aren't that many that have that. Yeah, go ahead, James, please. It's his ability to go off script. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's something Joe Burrow can do that Andy Dalton flashed a little bit in 2018 during the, the early part of the year, but then it fell apart, right? I mean, that he hasn't consistently done that throughout his career. And, and I'm with you. I, I think it's a, a good uh, good uh, matchup, good combo. And, and here's the other reason I like Burrow with Ross. It isn't just the physical tools. The, the other side of Ross isn't just the, the injuries. It's the confidence. Right. And, and that's the thing. Honestly, it might even be more important. And when you look at Joe Burrow and what he is and, and just talking with him, you know, virtually, you can tell this dude is confident and, and that yeah. he believes he's going to have success and he's going to be able to command a room. And he's already worked out with John. They worked out before the draft in California. And John was like, yeah, I'll, everyone's going to be able to follow him. He's definitely a leader. And I think that and this is something John agreed with Burrow's confidence will be contagious and rub off on John. Not that John isn't confident right now. But I think when you have that quarterback, and this isn't a knock on Andy, but it's just the reality. We heard the the you're pregame. Allowed, you're allowed to and knock on like Andy. That. But but, but it, yeah, it's just yeah. he isn't he doesn't have that charisma or in that that the it factor, right? Yeah. That some of these quarterbacks have that Brady has, right? Yeah. That, that 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 Burrow, that Russell Wilson, that that some of these quarterbacks the swagger. Have. Yeah. It, yeah, to a degree, there's the swagger, the confidence, and the all right, let's let's go kick their ass, right? And, and yeah. so that that's something that Burrow brings, and I think that's going to get the most out of John too, because that's something TJ Hushmanzada has, and he's trying to to get that and really cement that into John because they know that the physical traits are there with Ross, and it's just yeah. a matter of him being confident and staying healthy. No. Absolutely, but but so let me. My next question is: If John mm-hmm. has that breakout here, in other words. If he continues where he picked up uh, early last season and he has, you know, let's say 1,200 yards, you know, 10 to 15 touchdowns, does he <laughs> yeah. want to stay in Cincinnati? You know, is there a bitter taste in his mouth from the way things went down or not? Because I don't know how much he blamed the situation and how much he just thinks it's own, his own personal misfortune. You know what I mean? I don't think he blames Cincinnati. And, and, and honestly, I, I know a lot of people, including myself, talk about Marvin Lewis, but I haven't heard John say a bad word about Marvin Lewis, even though I think uh, Lewis put Ross in a, a difficult position and, and really hurt his confidence early on. Yeah. Um, so, but, so, he also, yeah but he also sheltered him when he was going through a lot of mental things his first year, right? Sure. But, and, and, but I think Lewis was a part of that as well. Right. If if you fumble, if your your ninth overall pick fumbles, like if Joe Burrow's first career throw is an interception, he's going to be out there the very next series. Ross didn't get in after his his fumble against the Texans, and wh- whether or not that matters, you know, we could go back and forth on. But I I do think Lewis is is to blame there some. So, uh, no, I, I don't think Ross has ill will towards Cincinnati or the Bengals, and I think he would be willing to sign there long term. But he's got to stay healthy, and he knows it's it's really on him. Whatever happens next is on him. Staying healthy, performing, and being consistent—three things he's focused on. 
Well, does no. he have ill will towards our channel? Do you know that? Because I tried to get him on the show. <laughs> we were pretty close. But maybe, I don't know, because we had a, a, a very short highlight reel of his rookie season, and I think maybe that rubbed him the wrong way. <laughs> right. And then there, know, was the, there was the uh, John Ross Enema video that we made, the coffee yeah. enema video. Right. That we made. Yeah, that's right. But we, uh, just to be clear, we love John Ross. It was just we a recommendation. Him. I was recommending coffee enemas for reducing stress. And, and some people take that the wrong way, but it's, a, it's a very effective. I have one twice a week. But yeah, if you if you I'm not, not going to I don't appreciate this John Ross slander, guys. No, you know I'm on not. Team Ross. No, I love John Ross. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to yeah, say, yeah, we love it. I, let me explain. Uh -huh. Let me say, uh, James, I was against the Bengals drafting him because they're the Bengals, but uh, because I thought it wouldn't work We're out. Fine. Because and I was right. It was yeah. it was Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis not game planning for him. It wasn't going to work out. But now things are different. But I saw the potential, yeah, and yeah. I loved what I saw. And mm -hmm. I want. And after we got him, I was like, okay, I really hope we can figure out a way to make. It. I love the idea of a John Ross. Can, he can, can change just... an offense. You know the way Randy Moss completely changed the Vikings. They had two great receivers. But when you yeah. have that kind of home run hitter, it's like defenses have to account for it every play. I love the idea of Ross, and I really hope it works out. But Ross is, now Ross is great. But we've seen some comments here and some other things here. I mean, come on, this team is stacked. Stacked when it comes to receivers. I mean, you got, I mean, like everywhere you turn now, we have great receivers. I think Ross is among them. Ross is elite. I think he has the potential to be elite. I think he was worth being a, a number one draft pick. But then look at the other guys. AJ Green coming back. You got your boy. Mm -hmm. And I will say, you've got your Higgins. And Higgins, T. Higgins, that man should have been a first round uh, draft pick. That man is amazing. You go back and watch the, 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 the highlights of T. Higgins' uh, receptions. This team is so stacked. It's amazing. I'm so excited about our receiving core. And just generally, James, what do you think about just generally upcoming the receiving core in the Bengals? Is it as exciting to you as it is to me? Absolutely. I think they could be one of the, the best cores in the league. I mean, if you're if you're Joe Burrow, yeah, who could what, what more could you ask for from a skill position standpoint? You have AJ Green, a seven-time Pro Bowler, wow. who by all accounts, still a freak, right? I, he was working out towards the end of last season and the Bengals looked at him and said, hey, he looks like the same guy, even though he missed all of last season with injuries. And yeah. then Tyler Boyd, back-to-back 1,000-yard -back seasons. And I get it. I said Ross has more muscle than Boyd. Part of that is Boyd's 6'1", longer, exactly. has has a different build. Yeah. Um, but but a perfect slot receiver Absolutely. who complements all of these guys. I, I And I, I like T. Higgins uh, in Auden Tate, too. I think Auden Tate yes. is, is really but, underrated. Yes. He, he's not super fast. No, but all three of us could be guarding him, and he'd somehow come up, catch the ball. He's just he's yeah. got a, a yeah. way about that. So they're they're stacked at wide receiver, no doubt. Well, well James, let's uh, yeah, just to go back a little bit, uh, let's go one by one. So AJ Green, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. I personally think he is still a top three receiver. Yes, until I see otherwise, because the last time we saw him play, he was producing like a top three receiver, and I want to say the best receiver, but I know people because if you take into account the quarterback play, like I know Julio looks like the most talented receiver. But he has mm -hmm. an MVP. And not only forget the MVP, because Dalton had one good season. But Matt Ryan has been consistently <laughs> top, what, 10, top 15 quarterback. Better than Andy. Much better, better than, than Andy. Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Andy. yeah. Okay, so that's – so, I mean, A.J. Green has been – And I would add to that our conspiracy theory that A.J. Green might not have really been all that hurt last year. If this was really a throwaway year and, and, and A.J. Green knows that, who knows when he was actually better and ready to play? Because he's not going to play and hurt that valuable body, that valuable those valuable talents, put them on the line for a, a throwaway season. No way, no way. I wouldn't. 
And I think AJ Green's going to be just great this coming year. I think it's going to be amazing. You got your Green, you got your Rock. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, so I'm saying, yeah, I agree. I don't. I think Green could have come back last year. I do too. You know, um, I, I think. I, yeah. I, I think towards the end of last year there was a a real chance if they had been ten and two. Right where Green would have found his way back on the field. Absolutely. But when you when you're destined for the number one pick anyway, you shut it down. And, yeah. and, that, and that's what he did. And, well, and, and it his was contract wise. situation. It, and, and his contract it, situation. Absolutely. And that's the thing is that's still that's still hanging in the balance here. The Bengals want to get a long term deal done, but they want to see him out on the field. He wants a long term deal done, but he doesn't want to get injured. So it's it's going to be tough to see. Uh, but they have I until would, July 15th I to get say, an extension done. Yeah, I mean, I would say I don't know what they mean by long term. If they mean more than mm-hmm. three years, but if it's three years, you pay the man. I mean, I don't, right. I don't want to hear any excuse. I don't care what you don't have to see anything. <laughs> well, and you here's the question. Yeah. Here's the question. Yeah. Right now, Burrow has a rookie contract, so he's a steal. Okay, so when is it that they're going to have to start paying, playing, uh, paying the big bucks to Burrow? Because that's going to happen eventually, right? Year five. Year five. Year so five. Assu- assuming he plays well, they'll pick up his fifth year option. After his third season, they'll make a decision on that, and then year five is when that his cat number will jump up, and hopefully by then that they've they've done their winning. But it's really a four year window, so 2020, 2021, 2022, and twenty twenty three, where you could take advantage of that rookie quarterback. So in that case, I think there is no reason not to pay AJ Green the big bucks, and I bet they will right before July fifteenth. I I would pay him for three years. So I would rip up the franchise tag. I'm with you guys. I think three years makes sense. Yes. And, and, and I wrote about this and Bengals fans were like, how much do you want to give him? But it's really the reality. He's going to command. I, I bet he's asking for 20 million per season. The Bengals could probably get him at a, around 18 million per year. And when you look at the cap percentage, not the actual money, but the cap percentage, assuming the cap stays the same, there's a lot of uncertainty with the coronavirus. It, it's really close, that 18 to 20. Did we lose you, James? Yeah, James. I think he's, I think he's keen for I will say, I didn't know they were only 2 million apart, the Bengals and, and Ross. That's like 20 Ferraris. That's not uh, too much. That's not a big deal. That's 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 uh, less than it's actually less than twenty Ferraris. Yeah, maybe seventeen, sixteen Ferraris. Yeah, maybe. But 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 what I was going to say is, uh, and I hope oh, is James back? Is James back? James, are you back? There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah, James. I didn't realize you lost me. No, yeah, it's okay. We, you froze and then we lost you, but that's okay. You're back, and that's what You're that's why don't you why don't you pick up? It's all this what? pressure. It's all this pressure of you guys interviewing me. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's a, it is kind of the biggest <laughs> show right now. I mean, we're getting Bengals dead in left and right. So what's, pick up where you left off, James. We, you were talking about this upcoming – did he freeze again? James, can you please stop freezing? It's really bad for ratings. Hold on. I think James froze. Yeah. So, Daniel, as, as we get James back, and, yeah. and, and, and I really do hope he does come back soon, uh, let me just ask you something. Sure. Uh, yeah. What happened with Mixon? Because I think I mixed missed the boat on that. Did they finally work it out, iron out the deal with Mixon? Uh, not yet. Okay. No. They really need to do that. Because we keep talking about receivers, but you need Mixon. You do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's... Uh... Oh, here, James is back. Here we go. And... James! You froze again. I don't know man. what's going on. Yeah, I do okay. video chats all the time. Is it? it <laughs> Anyways, like I'm your, back. your internet yeah. is stressed out because of the big lights. 
Yeah, but James, <laughs> tell right. us you were you were talking about the the potential uh, AJ Green deal. That's where you were talking, and you got you got frozen, cut out. C- continue what you were saying, please. So I think that it'll be somewhere in the the three year range. They could rip up this franchise tag, in anywhere between eighteen to twenty million dollars. And that number sounds scary, it does. but assuming that the cap space uh, or the cap number is what it's expected to be across the league, and the coronavirus could impact this, but that would be close to the same percentage, around ten percent of what it was when they extended him in twenty fifteen. Because it's really the percentage of the cap, not necessarily the dollar amount. So $18 million in 2020 is really the equivalent uh, for a top receiver is the equivalent of $15 million when they extended him in 2015. So I think that that's That's where the land is in that 18 to 20 million range. Three years makes sense. I would not go four. And that's the danger in playing this year out on the franchise tag is he's going to want at least three years if he plays well this year. And now you're paying him 18 to 20 million at age 35. I think 34 is kind of the cutoff date for me, uh, just from an age standpoint. And considering, as we said, that that we're stacked. I mean, the other other thing is he's gotten paid, like John Sheeran points out, he'd be on, you know, our analyst, John Sheeran, is on our show. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he talks about the third contract. I mean, it's going to be his second big contract. And so even if a player is very valuable, it's not just the age, it's like, hey, we paid you once. It's kind of like a, it's kind of understood. But, but James, I want to mention one thing about the value of AJ Green. People don't understand. They're like, oh, we have Joe Burrow. Oh, we have other good receivers. Look, and Tyler Boyd is a very good receiver, by the way. But mm-hmm. if you look at uh, historic, if you look at recent quarterback play, the, the guys who've had easy transitions into the NFL, I'm talking about Matt Ryan, he had, you know, Roddy White. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck had Reggie Wayne. Peyton right. Manning had Marvin Harrison. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you can go back. You could say, you know, Steve Young had, uh, had, 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 had Jerry Rice. I mean, all these guys, they wow. usually have that one veteran guy. He doesn't have to be a superstar. Let's say Roddy White wasn't necessarily the best. But they have that blanket. You know, they have that go-to guy. Right. And it really helps with their confidence and, and, and getting adjusted to the game. And that is what I think people are under. They, they don't think receivers are that important. Say, so how many, wrong. How many uh, you know, top-paid receivers have won Super Bowls. Who cares? We're talking about getting Joe Burrow <laughs> acclimated to the NFL right now. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. And the other thing, that Super Bowl argument is so hollow yeah, because right. it, because how many elite quarterbacks are, are wish they would have Julio that too. Jones? And Tom Julio Brady Jones, would win a hell of a at, lot of games with Julio Jones or AJ Green or any of these guys. And exactly. look how close, look at what Julio Jones and Randy Moss did to get almost the championship. Well, and maybe maybe I'm pointing out the obvious here, but the obvious needs to be pointed out, which is that uh, AJ Green elevates the play of the other receivers because he's obviously he's he's deferring a lot of the smoke and a lot of the the the, the attention away. So when AJ Green is out there, everybody's playing better, yeah. everybody's catching better. He's a big he is a big factor. And I will tell you one last thing: Bill Belichick. I've said this before. Bill Belichick has always wanted to take AJ Green from us. That's Let's true. not give him that chance. He's, and Joe Mixon, by the way. Yeah, yeah he and tried to do it. Go, yeah, he will do it. He yeah. tried to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they found, the cap was... room for Anton- they found the cap room for Antonio Brown. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If you ever seen that movie, James, Indecent Proposal, where, where Robert Redford takes Demi Moore out on the boat ride and then finally just keeps her. And she, <laughs> she's married to Woody Harrison. That's what Bill oh, Belichick man. was trying to do with AJ Green. He was trying to. He was. Is that was, true, James? Is that true? Can you confirm it, that? With confirm, I, I, I will confirm that. And, and yeah. here's the thing: is I, I wouldn't blame Bill, because you look at what AJ Green's done for the Bengals. 
he's their MVP. It hasn't been yeah, Andy Dalton. Exactly. How many non-quarterbacks are the MVP of their winning team? He made life on Andy so much easier. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason they didn't win against Houston in 2012 in the playoffs. We talk about the playoff him. streak. Well, yeah. he overshot him, and yeah. they didn't target him in the first half because the yeah. Jay Gruden's glorious game plan was targeting Jermaine Gresham, not A.J. Green. Right. right? So there's, there's I mean, so many – ways he makes your team better. And I think even at 32 and he's turning 32 next month, I think AJ Green is still an elite player. I mean, there's a happy birthday. Absolutely. I think absolutely. I mean, you know, he looks young. He has age says 32, but he came in the league when he's 23. You know, he takes good care of his body. But, but James, you know, you think of AJ Green's career and there's two things. You look at all of his career highlights and he has to come back for the ball. Basically. He's always under throw. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you look, he's always like, and he's beasting guys. He's catching over like three guys, like Calvin Johnson style. He's not getting a schemed open. That's the other thing. So you look at the coaching and you look at the, the quarterback play, and he's never had the chance to thrive just by being talented and getting open. He's always had to do more than the other great receivers. That's my take on it. I and I think that they're going to scheme him open more now as he gets older, right? If you sign him to a, a three-year extension like we talked about, they're going to move him around, even if they don't sign him to that extension. They're going to move him around. You'll see him in the slot more. You'll see him doing different things because you don't want him to take the the beating, right, and, and to take the the shoulder the load that he's had to in the past. So this way, you have T. Higgins. You have Auden Tate. You have these guys who could play outside. John Ross could play outside. And, and so move him inside at times to, to take less pressure off of him and, to your guys' point, scheme him open, make yeah. life easier on a, a really talented player that, uh, again, with Joe Burrow, who, who's to say that he can't have a career season this year? His Absolutely. best season ever with a guy like Joe Burrow. Mahomes threw 50 his first full season. 50 touchdowns. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? Yeah, and we could have had him. So so now <laughs> let's let's talk here about the other guys. Yeah, so that's guys, what, yeah, really, because we're over, we're over time. We're over time. Yeah. You want to so, just skip to T. Higgins? Well, well, I just want to say uh, something that James said that I think about a lot which is that the Bengals receivers complement each other, okay? You have your clear number one receiver, A.J. Green. You have your slot receiver. And by the way, it's not just the title Boyd is good in the slot. It's not just that. It is that he has the toughness. He's a competitor. He's got that, I hate to say it, that Pittsburgh kind of grittiness. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the big games, not just that Baltimore one, against the Steelers. He's made big plays in the big moments. You remember? Or against the Dolphins, he dragged his leg to the line of a scrimmage. This guy is a baller. He yeah. loves the game. He will fight for wins. And that's our Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Then you have our Ferrari. You have our guy that uh, once he gets going, the whole defense has to focus on John Ross. Then you have our hands guy, Auden Tate. You can throw anything in his direction and he will catch it. Then you have the up-and-coming balanced receiver, kind of like a less explosive, less athletic A.J. Green and T. Higgins, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible how they complement each other. I mean, Joe Burrow can go to guys in so many different styles and find success. That's what I take away. It's a perfect fit in that there are so many different ways you can utilize these guys. And I think you're going to see a lot of three and four wide receiver sets where, where they're out there and they're uh, interchangeable and they're using them in different ways. And, and you're right. I mean, you're going to really have to pick your poison. If these guys can stay healthy, and I think that's the biggest concern, you're going to have to pick your poison and I think it's going to lead to a lot of wide open John Ross streaking down the field and a lot of Tyler Boyd open across the middle and over the middle. Well, yeah, uh, he yeah. had 90 receptions last year, but I think Boyd could have another huge year with Burrow. 
And, and I, hate to be the, I hate to be the yeah. pessimist of the group. I agree with all of what you guys are saying, but we, are, we, we might need another show to talk about <laughs> other issues such as offensive line and what's going to happen with the Mixon situation. But I agree. Well, Everything else well, is fine. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, I mean, before we get to, those are different uh, positions. No, not We're today. About, not today. I know. Yeah, but, but no, I just want to say one thing we could talk about is tight ends, which that is still a question mark. You know, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't have that Eifert anymore. We don't have that. No, but, yeah. I, think we're, I think they're okay. Tight ends last year wasn't there. Is James. that true? Are we okay, James? I, you certainly hope they're okay, right? I, I like CJ Uzama. I think he's I uh, a pretty good player. And in, in what, what do they have behind him? Right. That, that's that's kind of the key here. But uh, that said, last year, Tyler Eifert was more of a spot duty anyway. Right. They, they were yeah. trying to protect him and keep him healthy as is. Um, so, so it is it, it's going to be interesting to see the, the tight end position. And if any of the, the young guys, the second round pick from last year, if he develops. Um, but but yeah, I think CJ Uzama solid. Not great, but he he's solid. And, and, and yeah. may I finally talk about T. Higgins, Daddy of may I? I think yeah. you've talked about them, but yes, yes, please. Again. No, I have to say more. I think okay. that this was one of the great steals of the draft. Now, everybody knew that we were going to get Burrow, and we needed to get Burrow. That was the easy pick. But a lot of the reason why these teams were concerned with, TJ, with, with, with uh, T. Higgins was because he ran a 4.54 yard dash and a 1.66 10-yard split. And, and it was the 10-yard split that really got people. But let me just say, this guy, he's the best uh, wide receiver in Clemson history for a reason. He's, he's amazing. And he didn't put forth his, his, his effort in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the pro day performance. And there's a reason for that because there's a certain kind of player, and I see T. Higgins as that. They need the reality of the game before they do well. This is the kind of player who's not going to do great in practice or preseason. But when you get down to the wire, they perform. And that's how I see T. Higgins. I see T. Higgins as the real deal. Don't forget, draft doesn't always mean anything. You got your <laughs> Marvin Jones. He was drafted in the fifth round. People didn't see the potential. I see the potential in, in T. Higgins. I do. Well, it, it's eerily familiar. He's wearing 85, and everyone looks at 9 to 85. But Chad Johnson had first-round tape. Chad Johnson had first-round uh, separation, skill set, all of those things. Exactly. But he ran a 4-5. I think it was four, five, seven at the NFL combine 40 yard dash. And I heard a story where after he ran that, he burst into tears because he knew he was going to slide and he fell to the Bengals 36th overall. And the rest was history. As far as T Higgins goes, he's only 21. And and so he hasn't, hasn't reached his athletic peak yet. He could still get faster. Obviously he could still get stronger, but I like a lot about his game. He's great after the catch. That's an underrated part of his game. People yes. think they see him and they say, oh, he's a good at jump balls and things like that. And he is, but he's also great at a five-yard slam and turning it into a 35-yard play and breaking tackles. Yes. So, yeah, I, I like Higgins' game a lot. And, and the good news is he doesn't have to be the guy right away, right? No, it's no. A, an uncertain offseason uh, with no one in person. It's virtual offseason. So instead of relying on him right away, you have guys ahead of him that, that could come in and produce – and that doesn't mean Higgins won't be a part of the game plan, but he doesn't have to be the guy as a rookie. And by the way, before I, I toss back to you guys, it's Drew Sample. I forgot his name because right. he didn't play last year. Yeah, Drew Sample. We'll see what right. he does at tight end. We'll, we'll see I, what he does. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> when yeah, I, I mean, when I yeah. when I look at T Higgins, I see a true athlete. The mm-hmm. man is 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 when you watch him in the crowd and he's getting the ball, he fights for the ball. 
he has a presence that you don't see a lot with wide receivers. And I have a lot of hope for this guy. I'm so happy we got him. I'm really pumped about the Higgins-Burrow combination, among yeah. the other combinations. But we don't need him, just to be clear, we don't need him to be an A.J. Green. When, no, you have a quarterback, than AJ Green. when you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, I mean, look at, uh, look at Russell Wilson. You know, he's never had that kind of elite. You know, because you have a, a quarterback that is so good at, at getting mm-hmm. guys open, you can have a Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins be in the 800 to, uh, to 1,200 you know, yard range uh, and still, you know, uh, win a lot of games. Right. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. And that's, that's the benefit now is because the Bengals have that franchise receiver in A.J. Green, and they hopefully, for the first time, if you want to give Carson credit, in 05, he was certainly that guy. Uh, they have a quarterback that can elevate the talent around him, which is something Andy just never could do. So uh, they, at least they feel that way. So if that's the case, you're right. He's going to get the most out of T. Higgins, the most out of John Ross. You mentioned Joe Mixon, the most out of him. Hell, I mentioned Drew Sample. Drew Sample's now suddenly in a great situation because he's going to be playing with an elite passer. So if, uh, if Joe Burrow reaches his full potential, the Bengals should be in a, a pretty good spot as far as the passing game is concerned and their weapons are concerned. That's great. But thank you, James, for joining us. Yeah, James, nice. I'm sure you all know, he uh, is a Sports Illustrated, covers the Bengals. He also has the number one podcast about the Bengals, Locked on Bengals. Wow. It's even bigger than our podcast. Can you believe that? I, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Um, it's all, that's all Jake Lisko. I'm just tagging along for the ride. If you ever need a theme song, we do music. You know, that's how Daddy and I became oh. famous. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Yeah. I, we are famous. Music. I mean, I was yeah. so nervous that my internet froze twice. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. But, you know, uh, James, I apologize. We, we interrupt each other, but the show is called Sorry If I Split When I Speak. And, we love, the, and we love the hot cakes. We just interrupt we're, not, we're not the analytics type. Yeah, it's just what we, do. we do the hot cakes. You know, we like to, to say the hot. It's not the hot cakes. It's hot yeah. cakes. Yeah. No, like hot, delicious hot cakes. We, we no, have this. It's not hot cakes. It's hot takes. You got oh, this wrong. I like yeah. hot cakes. I yeah, do. see. And it's hot takes. takes. Yeah, know. there's no problem with the hot, right? I mean, that's what, that's, what, <laughs> that's what gets you the money. That's what makes the, that's what gets the ratings. And so yeah, that's what that's we right. do here. Yeah. You, you, guys, you guys like Geta on the side of your, your hot cakes? Oh, well, I'm, I'm a vegan. Yeah. 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 So it's, I don't eat meat. It's Geta. It's pretty gross. You don't want to know what it's Geta's like. pretty good. Come on. No, I'm saying Get his his vegan getta. Oh, uh, vegan yeah. getta. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's what, what is that? Oatmeal? What is that? Just oats? Was that- um, it's a collection of roots uh, that I get from my garden, and I I I I, 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 I put them together with some garlic and mustard powder, actually, uh-huh. and okay. to get mustard the getta flavoring. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it has an oaty kind of uh, oaty nutty kind of thing going on. It's very healthy, gluten free. Uh, really, everybody should be going gluten and dairy free because of inflammation issues. Especially AJ Green, if he wants to stay good long term, I really recommend a. He's made it this far. I mean, Hoji, I don't, I don't know what your forty yard time would be. Well, maybe he already is dairy free. Maybe. Yeah, because you avoid inflammation. Maybe. Try adding a little dandelion to your getta. Oh, that's a good, good idea. Dandelion, yeah. it'll, be, it'll yeah. help. A little Thank more flavor. You. Yeah. Well, uh, James yeah. is clearly a Cincinnati guy. You know, he's the getter. I'm sure he loves the Grater's <laughs> ice cream and the and the, and the four way chili and the La Rosa's pizza and all that stuff. So that's what we love See, about I, James. I'm a three three way guy. I don't do the four way. Oh, three okay. Way. Okay, so a little more conservative with the. Uh, that means bit, no yeah, onions, but, I believe. See, but, uh, yeah, no, no onion, no bean, but I do, uh, I do top it off with some hot sauce. So. Well, that's yeah. because you have to work. You can't have the breath and all that. I know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a real pleasure. It really uh, was. Dr. Yeah. James, uh, to have you on the show. 
uh, and to consult with you and get your input on this exciting upcoming Bengal season. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm hungry yeah. now, so I'm going to go make a three-way with the side of Ghetto. I appreciate it. There you it. go, man. Stay strong. <laughs> think about going there if you can eat, but not for everybody. Yeah, thank you. Everybody. It's thank never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I like in the style. Yeah. That is all we have for this show. We'll see you next time. So long, please.